Hey, good morning, my friends. This is Skip uh, here for another installment of <clears throat> the podcast called Finding Meaning. I hope things are well with you in in your life, in your in your space. Uh, it's uh, five thirty a.m. of a Wednesday morning, mid November. We are a week away from Thanksgiving, which is crazy. Uh, man, uh, the older I get, the quicker years go by, that's for sure. I always thought that uh, when I was younger and older people would say that time goes by fast, that uh, maybe they were joking or something, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, they're certainly right. Uh, so here we are. And I want to talk about uh, religion. I want to talk about um, why we have religion, what religion attempts, how religion fails. Uh, but I want to first uh, put a couple caveats on this particular podcast because I always want you to remember that um, I... I'm not anti-anything. I, I try not to be anti-anything. Uh, if you practice a religious belief and it helps you be a more loving person or it's a part of your growth, then great. Um, you know, uh, I, I am not in a position to judge you or your life. Uh, Having said that, uh, I do believe that I can uh, make a couple observations. As I was a professional religious person for 20 years, um, I am completing a degree in religion. Uh, I have studied extensively religious behavior, uh, theologically, sociologically, Philosophically, uh, if there is any topic that I can feel pretty confident about commenting on, it is what religion is. Uh, so uh, hear this just as an observation that this is not an anti-religious thing any more than anything else I say is anti-anything. It's just a view from my perspective. And again, you can take it, you can leave it, uh, whatever you decide to do uh, with this information is, is up to you. I'm not trying to uh, start a, a religion or uh, present a new philosophy. It's just where I'm at. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I think it's pretty self-evident that we human beings do not know who we are. We have not been taught, the vast majority of us, if any of us, have not been taught that to be human is to be selfless, is to be giving, is to be compassionate, is to be generous. Now, we may have been taught 
those ethics to one degree or another, depending on who we encounter. But as a whole, uh, from our family to our educational systems, to our belief systems, to our economic systems, we are not taught those things as supremely valuable to what it means to be human. We're not taught that compassion should always be our first response or that generosity should always be our first response. Some people are taught that more than others. I am not convinced that any of us are taught that that is the way we should always be. I would also say that I think the way we communicate in our modern world, uh, the sort of instant gratification, uh, the instant communication that we have through our technology has made this even more acute, has made us more myopic, has made us more uh, self-focused, has in some ways made us less compassionate. Uh, because now we don't have to have contact with other people in order to engage life. Uh, we can stand behind it, uh, a screen, a phone, and sort of judge the world, and there's no repercussion upon that judgment. So right now, we are struggling as a species to understand even more what it means to be compassionate, loving, and generous in, in light of the new technology. And I will say this, um, I, I need to do a, a, a podcast on technology because just in my lifetime, uh, it has been just mind-boggling how far we have come technologically and the struggles with that. Uh, so my point is that we are born into a world that doesn't know itself because we are raised, we are programmed by people who don't know themselves. And thus, because of that, we don't know ourselves. And so we bring that non-awareness or that ignorance of self to everything that we do, uh, to our economics, to our politics, to our academics, to our uh, philosophy, to our science, we bring uh, at best just a small part of what it means to be authentically human. So when we do that, when if we understand that, and I happen to wholeheartedly uh, believe that to be the truth, um, we begin to form community out of ignorance, out of the lack of awareness. And, and hear me, when I say ignorance, I'm not, that's not a pejorative term. I'm using it that way. It's a fact that we don't know who we are. Uh, it's a fact for me. It's a fact for all of us that we were not programmed to know who we really are. And yet we grow up, we engage, we create out of that brokenness, out of our woundedness, out of our incorrect programming, and we create all kinds of systems, one of which is religion. Now, what makes religion so much different than 
politics or economics is that religion seeks to uh, give you certainty. It, it seeks to give you answers about what reality really is. Uh, and that's a very... That's a very tall order for something. Uh, that's a, a very dangerous thing. Uh, because... If we don't know how to create reality, and then we make assertions about what reality is, uh, and and we make assertions about uh, reality actually being this or that, we find ourselves in real trouble. Because, again, we've not been taught as a whole uh, or as individuals to some degree what reality really is. We haven't been taught that authenticity is compassion and love. Now, now you may be saying to yourself, well, my particular religion or religions in general, they do have compassion and love in them. And I will say that those ethics are, are often inside uh, uh, the the religion somewhere. They can be found in the Bible, for instance. Uh, they can be found in the stories about the founders of religions. Um, but when it comes to to the individual and how they engage in reality, uh, very rarely, very rarely will you find someone self-aware enough to really practice real love, uh, that agape sort of love, that, that Greek notion of unconditional love. And so <clears throat> I'm convinced that that's what we're called to do, is to live out of that unconditional agape love. But since we are unaware of that and we build societal structures from that lack of awareness, the societal structures we build uh, are a, a very weak reflection, a very weak shadow of what we should be. Uh, think of it this way. Let's say that... Um, You've been raised to be generous. You've been raised to be kind. Uh, and you're asked to really sacrifice something, to really uh, give a large sum of money or a large sum of time or something to uh, someone else because they need. And I, I don't just mean charity. I don't just mean, you know, what you have left over, but I mean really have to give something that's going to make you go without. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's a hard thing for me to do because I have self-preservation in mind. You know, I have people to feed. I have me in mind to take care of. That's the way the world has made us to be. That's the way the world has constructed us to be. That's the way we have constructed the world to be. That this idea that 
that there are boundaries on generosity and boundaries on love is a very false notion. Now, I'm not saying you should go find someone and and give them all your money because that's not going to fix anything. (laughs) That's not going to change anything. Um, What we have to do is we have to adjust how we view reality. That's the work that really needs to be done. Yeah, people need to be fed and we should do all we can to help other people. Your family needs to be fed. You should do all you can to help them. But that's a very um, inside the matrix way of of living. Uh, What work really needs to be done uh, beyond charity, beyond benevolence, is a shift in perception. And that's what religion doesn't do, folks. Religion is no different than... um, our own need to preserve ourselves. It's just a larger extension of that. A religion, if you belong to a religious community, it's just a larger version of that familial understanding that we need to take care of ours first. We need to put a roof on the building. We need to put new carpet in the sanctuary or the temple. We need to, you know take care of the brick and mortar. We need to take care of ours and whatever's left over, then we'll we'll help. Now, it's good to help, don't get me wrong. And I'm not being hypercritical because that's what we've learned to do. That's what we've learned to be a loving human being means is to, you know, first take care of yours and then give what's left over to maybe help a few folk. Uh, that's the matrix we're caught in. Ideally, what we should be doing is uh, perceiving a world without boundaries. This is tough, man. You know, uh, we should be looking at the world uh, and everyone in it as no less important than our family, or our uh, religion, but that's not what we do. We do draw a distinction, don't we? Because we've been raised and programmed in dualism. We've been raised and programmed in the us and themism. Let me say that again. We have been raised and programmed into the us and themism of this false reality. And where the real work has to be done, and hear me, yeah, people need to eat. They're not going to get this stuff if, if, it's, if we're hungry. And if that's the role of the church, is to feed people, that's a great role. Um, but what the institution cannot do, what, what political, economic, or religious institutions cannot do, have not done, and do not understand to do, is change the perception of the individual to stop seeing boundaries, to stop seeing the other, to start to view the world as us all together, not us and them, or I'm going to take care of mine first and maybe help later, or uh, I'm going to tolerate those who are different than me, but my way of being is the best way. You know, that's, 
unfortunately, much of what religion is, is this sort of bite your lip tolerance of other people, uh, this sort of stupid, sorry, stupid idea of, you know, um, love the sinner, hate the sin, you know, this idea that somehow some people are more morally important or morally right than others, that some people are more holy than others, that a person who's been certified or ordained or called out by a community is somehow more special than other people, that somehow we have these moral exemplars who belong to a religion, and if you don't belong to it, then somehow you're less than. Uh, that's all very false programming. The real work of spirituality, and I'm, I'm going to end with this, the, the real work of spirituality, my friends, is to break down dualism. It's to break down the us and them-ism. It's to break down the differences. It's to really fundamentally understand that not only do you not have the right to judge anyone, that judging someone is a false notion of what it means to be human. And think about all the religious institutions that are fundamentally based on judging the other. Uh, I don't care how progressive or how conservative you are, uh, your religious view or the, the view of your religion is predicated on you being something other than someone else. That's what the religion, what all religion is predicated upon. It's about you having some understanding that others may not, and then your job is to go into the world and share that understanding. And I'll say this, and then I'll end. That unless that understanding is absolutely unconditional, absolutely all-inclusive, absolutely loving of everyone, it's a false notion. So if you have found a religion that really is truly about unconditional agape, true love. Not worrying about a building, not worrying about some book of, of disciplines or rules. Uh, you have found something special. Uh, anyway, there you have it, my friends. Uh, I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. And God bless. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.